Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And it's another comp episode because we've been traveling for so long. This one I chose because I felt like Bobby, as an author of a book and mm-hmm. an author of another book coming out mm, anytime I don't think soon. I can. I don't think I can say, but it has a date. Oh, oh, I don't. But you can say that you do have another book coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Comes out next year. Okay, so another yeah. book that's coming out next year. I chose this so you could mention that, but also I chose oh, this it's because called Four Squares. Oh, you're gonna say what it's called? Yeah, well, I've, that's been announced. Oh, you don't want to give them any exclusive. I've read it. It's Lindsay's read it. It's about it's about a gay man living in New York City. Oh, and it's what? And it's It's about how did you? How did you? What? How did you get into the mindset of it's a gay about, man living in NYC? It's about <laughs> it, it's 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 dual timeline. It's it's him when he turns thirty and him when he turns sixty, and it kind of yeah. Goes back and guess and forth what? Both timelines, now. he's actually slaying the he's, he's slaying the game. He's slaying. So Bobby is like, this is a sad book. I'm <laughs> like shut up. <laughs> Bobby Bobby banged out another a real. It's not all sad. Another sad guy. All it's right, a funny book. That's a little promo for you guys, but also we're going to clip together in this edition of of a compilation episode to celebrate us in our West Coast traveling Mm -hmm. journey, a bunch of clips from the show in which we talked about celebrities and their books, which I think is fun. It's fun because it's also quite topical because our next episode of the Patreon, the VIP show, which is you can subscribe to on Patreon or an Apple. Oh my Podcast, god! For the next episode of the Patreon, we're going to be talking Jada's about book. Jada's Julia memoir, Fox's book. Julia Fox's memoir, Britney's book. and Britney Spears's memoir. Yeah. Celebrities do be writing books. Barbara's getting her own episode. Millie Bobby Brown out. do be writing books. <laughs> she does. Well, she didn't. <laughs> well, she, she did say she, she didn't. thought of a book. So what are we talking about in this episode? We got clips about, remember Rachel McCord's God, The Fame Game? An epi- we have episodes here from 2016 and 2017. We talk about Elizabeth Gilbert, iconic who we Elizabeth, author when, Remember when Elizabeth Gilbert wrote a book about Russia and then she was like, never mind, it's not going to come out. <laughs> we talk fine. about Gillian Flynn's Gone Girl Cruise. Oh, oh. We talk about... I can't believe we talked about Jay Manuel's book. We did. That's crazy. We I don't did. remember that at... All. And was, I do because I was listened to it when I was editing and it was a huge slice. So there's just a lot going on in this episode that I feel like will be so fun to remember and to, you know, listen to. Mm-hmm. So enjoy this. I know you all love trips down memory lane, memory lane as much as we do. And we'll see you next week. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming because we will be back home. Yeah, we're back home. With only two dates left. So you can buy tickets to see us in Toronto mm. and New York. Yeah. Don't forget our New York show. We're having a joint after party sleigh with our friends at Gorgeous Gorgeous. So you can mm-hmm. buy a ticket to come hang after. Just make sure if you, you know, if you need to extend the babysitter or mm-hmm. drink a Red Bull that you get that handled mm-hmm. so you can hang out with us late into Thursday night. Bobby will be doing a Celsius. Yes, I will be. Thank you to Timmy for coming to both of our LA shows. Yeah. He surprised the audience 
with l- extended segments at both of our LA and shows. And guess what? And he brought the house he down. He may show up at another show. He may. Lindsay, Lindsay referred to him as Vince McMahon when he gets on stage. And it's you, kind of I true. I have no idea that what overcame him. He is a real star. He's a real presence Timmy on stage. Timmy loves the spotlight. So he thank you again it. to Timmy. And thank you again to everyone who's come to our shows. And thank you again to continue to listen to this episode, even though you know you're about to hear some canned clips. Yeah. Have a good time. <laughs> Bye. See ya. How much of this same? Who the hell is Rachel McCord? And why did she write a book about fame? When I have no idea who this person is. Okay, love the podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for calling about this woman because I didn't even know she existed. And now she's my number one. She is. How do you feel? I'm, I'm trying to think of how, how, do, how, do, how, do, how do we put this? It's like... She's like if we were giving a TEDx talk on Who Leopardy. And we had to, like, invent a fake person to, like, f- check all the boxes, you know? The most important thing you can possibly do in the entertainment business is believe in yourself. I'm Rachel McCord, and I get it. She would be who, that person. So who, she would be that she'd person. She'd be that person. She fills every single... Like, I don't even... She fills every single category. I don't even know where every to single start thing. reading her website to you or just talking about her because it's, <laughs> there's so many things. You go, you search her name, you get this website called themccordlist.com. And it says, are you ready to slay the fame game? Rachel McCord shares the secrets to get you featured in Vogue, TMZ, and the Daily Mail. Quote, I know how lame it feels to be lost and insecure in Hollywood and social media. That's why I'm sharing the secrets that got me covered in a million and five hundred one million five hundred wait is it one billion one billion five hundred million <laughs> press impressions press impressions for free basically this woman the best part of this woman and then you go to be like who actually is she i suspected immediately uh-huh. that she was related to anna lynn mccord who is an actress who is also kind of like a who from Nano 210 update and you go to Rachel yeah. McCord's IMDb because you're like maybe I'll get a real bio here and then her bio on IMDb is written by her can I read it to you Jesus please named quote American Beauty dot 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 rising star in 2017 by what is that <laughs> what is that by Daily Mail and recognized by Vogue, Forbes, and CNN. Recognized like they recognized her in a lineup. I don't understand what that means. Rachel McCord is a world-renowned model, author, actress, speaker, and media personality. Okay, so she wrote her own bio for IMDb. Um, but if you get below the bio, she has been on in nothing. She literally has been in, <laughs> in nothing. She's been in nothing. In nothing. Um, I wow. I want to read, but she's, she has a lot of followers, so she wrote this book about how to get famous, and it's called Slay the Fame Game, and while you were talking just now, Lindsay, I must admit I was not listening to you, because I was ordering her book. No, no, you did not order her book. <laughs> I just ordered it, and let me tell you why, because I clicked the website that said, the click the button that says buy now with one click, because listen to this, <clears throat> listen to the content of the book, who could not want to buy this? Yeah. It's time to trade in those insecurities for hair flips, stilettos, and fabulous friends in the industry. Great. If you're an actress, model, singer, artist, I'm all for it. You need my book, Just Saying, as the step-by-step guide to Hear the Bullets. One, increase demand for your work as talent and monetize in the process. Seth, I want it. 
Two, build fame and a celebrity brand that makes you stand out. Yes, totally want yes. it. Three, collaborate with fellow celebrities and key influence. Definitely want it. Four, learn necessary skills to overcome insecurities and deal with rejection. Who couldn't want that? <laughs> Five, build a loyal fan base of people who follow and support you. Already have it. Love you hooligans. This show wouldn't exist without you, but still want more. Six, secure and slay media interviews and appearances. All I want to do is slay media interviews and appearances. So I clicked on buy now with one click. And my favorite thing here, Lindsay, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Did you it's buy it? You bought it? Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm expensing it. Um, I'm, not, so I'm not paying for this shit. I'm expensing it with our with our company money, Lindsay. Oh my god. Listen, listen. This, this is, is where the, the money for the ads you know goes to, do? by the but way, wait, guys. So if wait. you use the codes but in the wait. ads, this is where the money goes to. It doesn't go to us. Like, But wait, Lindsay, this. you're not listening to me. I'm listening. At the bottom? I, this is this is why I did it because I want to see how this goes. At the bottom, it says thirty day guarantee, no questions asked, thirty day refund guaranteed. If you are unhappy for any reason, get your money back. Rock solid guarantee. I'm gonna return it. Oh wow, that is truly. You thought she was a scammer. It turns out you're the scammer. Oh, gotta scam the scammer. Um, can I just say this woman is literally a parody? Like I don't understand how she's real. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like. If we were to write a, par- I'm, I'm almost mad because if we were to do a parody of someone like this, we wouldn't be we wouldn't as good as well. she has a blog, and one of the blog posts is how to be famous and not feel bad about it. Like that's, and she has <laughs> literally 400 words about not feeling bad about being famous or something. Like she's not, I, she's perfect. And she has, you can schedule a complimentary consultation on her website. I don't know what With she consults her? about, but yeah, I kind of want to schedule one. Listen, so this is my favorite part. So the McCord list. Her blog. When you click about the McCord list, <laughs> the blog, it says, the McCord list is a Hollywood-based community of creatives, celebrities, bloggers, social media influencers, and journalists founded by, quote, rising star, Daily Mail, model and author, Rachel McCord. We bring brand stories to life through photo shoots, Hollywood events, engaging content, and press stories to inspire our fans. And then it says, this is the best part of, I think this is the best part of the entire website. Services include, colon, and then there are these four services. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need services. Influential events, photo shoots, content, Mm. (laughs) and connections. And it reminded me of this. So I'm going to play this. This is one of my favorite, um... SNL sketches of the past like 10 years, oh, but I'm going to play this. Yeah. Crystals are light and $50, plus they're diamonds. And they're perfect for Christmas, <laughs> bracelets, <laughs> necklace, business, wearing crystals. Okay. <laughs> crystals I mean, are perfect for business. I would necklace. say that's perfect, Bracelet. but she has her own video. I don't know if you saw her video or played any of it because it's... Oh, no, I didn't click her video. I've been working in this industry since 2009, and I know what it's like to want to give up, to feel like you just can't measure up. Ever since I moved to Hollywood, it's like the hot people melting pot, and all of a sudden, you're around the most talented and amazing individuals in the business, and you feel inadequate, you feel insecure, you feel like you may never actually make it. I get it. Yeah. Well, you click that link I put in at blog. Oh, are you going to Coachella blog Are you going to Coachella 2017? You think I haven't Please just... read this yet? No, but what I want you to do is scroll down and just every time, starting about one third of the way down the page, her chihuahua starts making an appearance. Please look at every single photo of this chihuahua. Who hates it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. 
It's that the dog is looking at Ed Westwick in that photo, like, please Ed take Westwick. me, please adopt me. Anyway, Rachel, we still Korn, don't even really know who she sure is. She's real. Yeah, like she not quite sure she's real. She might be a character played by Anna Lynn McCord, and if so, this is a truly masterful uh, piece of art and work. I feel like she's gonna rip off her face, and it's gonna be Cola Scola underneath. Oh my god! I'm just—it's un. This is unbelievable. Um, Rick, <laughs> I'm. Th- thank you for ordering the book. We should definitely. Um, we'll do book club with it. We'll read it uh, mm-hmm. and discuss it. Let's all order it. All of our listeners should order it and then return it after 15 days. <laughs> after 15, I don't want to be responsible for anyone who messes up that return policy, you know. And then like I have to, you know, deal with it. So you can go on my blog at themccordless.com and check me out. Also, all over social media all the time, <laughs> annoying everyone, at I am Rachel McCord. Thank you so much. I want to be famous. And this is uh, something I have to show Lindsay with video. So as you know, we don't record in the same room. So Lindsay, please turn on your FaceTime. Please answer yeah, the video call. It's fine. Please answer it, please. Thank you. So I almost sent... Oh, hello. Okay, so I almost sent this to Lindsay last night when this came in the mail. And then I realized, wait, why would I send it to her now when I could do this live on the air? Okay, so this box came in the mail. And I was like, what the fuck is this? $6.5 shipping from West Hollywood. Look at this address. I was like, who do I know in West Hollywood? This is weird. So I open it up and it's like this glass, which I won't show you yet. And then this... Martinelli's sparkling cider, okay, a glass. That's all this red shit. Lindsay, do you have any idea what this is? Because I didn't. No. I'm like, what is this? Like red paper, red. <gasps> no, no. It is Rachel McCord's Slay the Fame game, which I forgot that I ordered over a month ago. Wait, it came with all that garbage? It came with all of this. Lindsay, wait, watch. First of all, it has this cute little tassel. Rachel signed my book, and it says... Wait, did she sign it Slay? Yes. She says, Bobby, I truly hope you enjoy this book. I am excited to see all the ways you ellipsis slay. XO Rachel. Oh, this is already so worth it, and like we haven't even... This book is not a book. (gasps) Let me tell you something. This is not a book. Is it a pamphlet? (laughs) This is a pamphlet extended to 100 pages. Okay, let's get started. Okay, I'm going to turn this. Lindsay, just look at the formatting. It is psychotic. I've never seen a book that looks like this. I'm obsessed with this. It's like no, no one has ever laid out a book. I mean, it is like, like a pamphlet. Have you ever it's read a amazing. book? No, okay, I'm turning this off. Okay. So, I don't want to... I mean, we could spend hours on this, and I think we're going to have to bring this to the live show because it is unbelievable, especially in LA. They're going to love it. But um, there's a page with uh, blurbs. Like, page seven is blurbs. It's usually bur- blurbs are at the beginning, but no, this is somewhere in the middle. We've got blurbs from someone named Maria, who's a mom and an entrepreneur, someone named Russell, who's a Hollywood manager, Tommy, a stylist. But then we have... <clears throat> I work alongside many celebs as co-founder of Obsev Studios. Seeing how far Rachel McCord has come since she was a first a guest on Holly Scoop is amazing. She definitely knows what she is doing when it comes to building a brand. But her heart to serve others is even more impressive. Who said it? Diana Madison. <laughs> <gasps> Crossover, baby! <laughs> Synergy! Just drop my phone. My second favorite quote is, Rachel has taught me to always believe in myself and never give up. Who said that? A star of Pretty Little Liars. Oh my, which one? No, it just says star. Pretty Little <gasps> nice, Liars. Nice, nice, Doesn't matter which one. Anyway, this book is crazy. So it's broken down into uh, 16 chapters. 
from trailer parks to red carpets, who the bleep is Rachel McCord? Let me tell you something, doesn't answer many questions because that's really? the only chapter I read. She provides um, her own five things she's from you don't Georgia. need to know, but doesn't really provide them. I mean, she's from Georgia. She grew up in a trailer park with her sisters. And then uh, she explains how to, nom- it's slay everywhere. Namaste. Let's do this already. Slay your style. Slay it. Get hashtag relevant. All the pitches love me. Perfect fit. May require mocktails, squad goals, um, make them love you. Monetize, duh, don't be a stupid hoe is chapter 15. Excuse and me. then girl by is mic drop uh, chapter 16. So basically she's um, taken all of the bad slang of the past like five years and just farted it out onto this book. And then put it into Microsoft Publisher 97 <laughs> and then <laughs> send it to a Girl, printer. you got to upgrade. Treat yourself. Upgrade your software. Bobby just <laughs> gave you like $14. So the funniest thing about this book is that it truly seems like she got a briefing on what a book is, but she didn't actually get a book. So it's like, I'm trying to make sense of what a book is, but I've never actually held a book. So, but I'm going to make one. Um, cause it's, it's something resembling a book. Well, yeah. you have the idea. I mean, the, the concept of, idea a, book of a book is just if you believe it you can do it you know there's no no one like is stopping you from doing a book you can make a book anyone can make a book can i just read really quickly uh the acknowledgments because let me tell you something rachel mccord didn't have a ghostwriter here rachel mccord wrote every word of this oh, herself i believe it and i'm truly proud of her because this is quite an undertaking this is 150 pages of slay all rachel mccord just saying slay over and over again acknowledgments are you ready for my acknowledgments? You know, the part of the book that really annoys readers, but reminds the author of just how popular they are. She's read a lot of books. <laughs> well, get ready, because I'm very popular. Besides, we all know I'm never going to get that Oscar. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> so it's like, in lieu of an Oscar speech, she did the acknowledgments. I mean, we all First do foremost, know she's not going to get an Oscar. Like, what would she get? Okay, yeah, go ahead. So she thanks God, um... Read it's it. his breath in my lungs, so he's the one allowing me to annoy the world with my weirdness. Oh, God. I'm joking. In all honesty, I know I never wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. He has loved me, helped me, and held me when I needed him most. Thank you for giving me life to the fullest. And then there are two more pages of thanks. Um, I can't read all of them. I mean, I'm not going to read anymore. There's more? It's, it's two jam-packed pages. Three, three jam-packed more pages. And then the last lines of um, Slay the Fame Game by Ridge McCord are... Emoji of a microphone, and then the word drop. <gasps> That's the end of Slay the Fame. So Game. I didn't learn it, but I didn't learn anything. So you really haven't read it, is what you're saying, yeah. You haven't read the, like, no. details. I can't wait to bring it on tour. And anyway, this this came with a bottle of champagne, which I wasn't expecting. Excuse me, apple cider. <laughs> and this beautiful, like, mini wine glass that says Slay XO Rachel McCord. Wait, it's she my new put her own glass. name on the glass? Of course she did. She's all about branding, Lindsay. Wow. She's Honestly, all about if branding. I knew that this buying this book would have gotten me this like beautiful care package and like customizable items, then I would have bought it too. I don't I'm like jealous that you got all of it. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. I think everyone listening should buy I mean, no, first of all, you gotta buy tickets to our live show. No, buy tickets to our live yeah, show, but if you have an extra fifth if you have an extra fifteen dollars laying around, you could do a lot worse <laughs> than slay the fame game by Rachel McCord. Th- there's so much more worse you could do. I would advise against buying this woman's self-published book. <laughs> and she signs every book? Please. I Rachel mean... McCord is doing great. Uh, so I think that's a good intro, right? Are we fine with that intro? Is that good? Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked and I just want to hear more from the book. But yeah, I mean, we should reveal I mean, more of the book. We can't do a whole episode on the book. We can't do a whole episode on the book. I know. I also feel like it would be not very nice to Rachel McCord to be reading her book. Without no. not encouraging you guys to go buy the book yourselves if it's so amazing. It's buy it. Although I do, I do want to read it myself. How much of this famous? Speaking of nailed it, Farrah Abraham nailed her new job as a book 
columnist for Penthouse. Did I'm, you read this, Lindsay? I did not read it. <laughs> you didn't read the whole thing? I, I didn't read the whole thing. I only made it a, a few words down. Do you want me to read the whole thing? It's not that long. Okay, yeah, read the, whole, read the whole thing. Read the whole thing. Farrah Abraham, um, I guess Penthouse has a new gag. We'll see how long it lasts. Farrah Abraham's going to read, like, I presume, famous books that Farrah she Abraham has not read before. 16 and pregnant of fame. 16 and pregnant fame. Teen mom? Teen, teen mom. mom. She famous. She's probably the most well-known teen mom at this point. Yeah. She yeah. came back to the show. They kicked her off the show. So they really don't know what to do with her. And I don't really mm-hmm. think she really knows what to do with her either. Yeah, um, so that's why she accepted this job as a book critic. Perfect. Um, but she, her first, her inaugural column was about none other than Joan Didion's classic Slouching Towards Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Um, she Shout read out it. to She'd Penthouse for really, you know, knowing exactly what to assign her for her first reading. They're starting with a bang. Let's read it. As a devout reader, I believe women should write their life stories because most journeys teach valuable lessons. But if you want consumers to trust you, you should probably avoid starting a book with your gin issues. Journalist and screenwriter Joan Didion apparently never received this message. Um, I'm gonna. Should I read the whole thing or should I skip down to... Um, well, I like, can you can you skip down? According to her Wikipedia page. This one, yes. Didion is in some sort of, is, according to her Wikipedia page, Didion is some sort of queen of nonfiction, but I doubt slouching towards Bethlehem's credibility. How would she remember all these quotes? <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm i here with her for a second. Did she walk around with a recorder in her purse? I suspect Didion wrote many half-truths she prides herself on her diva behavior. At one point, Didion brags about her missed deadlines. Who does that? fair. If Didion behaved this way on a reality TV set, she would be fired for her unprofessionalism. Incredible drag. I do like that she's just like, this isn't important anymore, Didion. I like this one. Although some people online call Didion snobby, although this book was written before the internet, I wouldn't consider her writing snobby. I don't care what Didion thought about some old Western movie. There are more important issues taking place in America, like the rising cost of childcare and sexism in the workplace. What? Fair. True. She wrote this in like 19... When did she write? 68. So what the fuck is she talking about? (laughs) Let's just read the best. Let's just read the best. Well, she also shits on baby boomers, which is a fun thing to do. Totally makes sense. But I'm going to read the kicker. Slouching Towards Bethlehem is a great book for people who abuse substances every day. When you need a book to read and ponder your drug problems, pick up a Didion essay collection. If you're looking for a book that discusses real issues, you're better off picking up my memoir, My Teenage Dream Ended. My life story is closer to the truth of life. I hope that's her running gag where at the end of every book review, she says, don't read it, but read mine. This yeah, is great. I think that's smart. This is great. She makes a lot of good points. Uh, she had She's to very- read the full book, which I respect. I mean, that's great. And you know, if you're gonna if if you're gonna look at someone, we all look at the Wikipedia. At least, I'm glad she puts it out there that that's what she did. You know, it's a very honest book review. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Maybe read it. We kind of read you the whole thing. Maybe don't read it. Who cares? Who cares? Maybe read Slouching Towards Bethlehem. That's what I recommend. It's actually really good. Maybe read My Teenage Dream Ended. I heard it's better. <laughs> from who? Oh, from Farah. Oh, from the author. In an entrepreneur's journey, we're always questioning. What should be my first business? Is this what I really love to do? You can't wake up or sleep or eat without thinking of something and it just really comes so naturally to you. Never lose your inspiration, never lose your power, your force, what brought you here. We have these brands, you know, your demographics, you're getting a following. That is where the progress always has to keep its pace. And Farah Abraham, welcome to my Ambition into Reality Entrepreneurship Masterclass. I want to be famous. 
Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time. And it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because... It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. I was in Florida this past weekend and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. It'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone It'll just be photo a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly, with comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes, so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. Aura app and, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting you gotta be careful. photos. You got to gotta be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But you Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I want to be famous. I think that what B. Simone is currently selling, she's, if you look at her like very recent history of Instagrams and stuff, she talks about manifestation, where it's like you can, anything you want, you can manifest it. And I, as far as I can tell, it's basically just the law of attraction, but repurposed, sure. which sure. the law it's of attraction like, was other a, shit that was repurposed. That's what well, people there's do. Well, there's a line of motivational speaking that that delves into this kind of manifestation like, of manifesting things, good things in your life to happen, believing in yourself, et cetera. There are good lines of this. There are good, the origin is positive thinking, which is very mm-hmm. healthy. Yeah. Which is all the same. Yeah. And so she recently made $100,000 in sales in her first month on her makeup line and was like, I did it because of manifestation because she has a makeup line as well. 
So she's like fully gone the influencer entrepreneur route. She's like, not only am I funny, not only do I have a lot of famous friends, my thing is manifestation and I can teach other people how to manifest. So she releases this book recently called Baby Girl, Manifest the Life You Want by B. Simone. Uh Uh-huh. She's selling it. She's telling everyone to buy this book. And she's good at doing this because she is, among other things, an influencer. And a good, she's good at selling stuff. Yeah. She made $100,000 in sales. Exactly. This is her, her her whole thing, manifestation. So she posts, she releases this book and immediately, like immediately, 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 people were like, hey, be someone you plagiarized your book. <laughs> word for word. Because people bought it. And there are all these photos of the book next to. Oh my God, to... it's literally the book. <laughs> and so if you look at the photos, it's like, what did she plagiarize? Like a website? She plagiarized. Just... She plagiarized Pinterests. She plagiarized <gasps> tweets. She plagiarized blogs. She plagiarized tons of shit. She plagiarized other publications. Like it's fully like copied and pasted, lifted and put into books because a lot She's of the book has like... She's actually curating. So... Yeah. It's sort of like if you did this on a blog, it would just be called aggregating. <laughs> yeah, it would, be, it would be called aggregating. Totally. But like people are saying, oh, here's a thing that said 50 questions to find your best self. And it's like, what do I love about my life? Two, what do I feel about my life? And then in her book, it says 50 questions to find your best self. And it's slight... I mean, it's, it's rewritten and it's a new layout, but it's word for word the entire thing. And so right. the bloggers who did this, people who did this on their blogs, on their Pinterest, on their Instagrams, on their Twitters, they're seeing all this and they're posting their content versus what she put. And this person, BG bloggers, my content and the book she's selling word for word, gross. And then there's like a workshop where it says, um, <clears throat> I am a human being that loves blank, wants to blank, has the goal of blank. She copied that from someone on and their happiness planner, like something else that's a physical book. So everyone is dumping on her for plagiarizing this book. And her manager commented, definitely a mistake. You have to imagine she hired a design company. Please check your DMs. We are in a lawsuit with the firm. We're trying to work this out. Meanwhile, people are calling it poorly made scrapbooks. Then Meek Mill gets involved, who is her friend but also who is dating this woman who recently had a plagiarism scandal of her own, which is makes oh, the whole thing even right. funnier. Which we forgot, which is so funny because shout out to the hooligan who emailed us, who cleared up the H&M thing. I assume that H&M, they steal from a lot of local designers. I assume that they stole, remember we were talking about Milan Harris, Milana mm-hmm. DeRouge, that she, uh, the girlfriend of Meek Mill, they just had a kid. Uh, I assumed that H&M stole from her when really, Really, what had happened was even funnier, which was she was buying H&M shirts, writing Milano on them and selling them on her website for like five times the price. And H&M, and was, H&M like, was like, you can't you do this. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so Meek Mill is now coming to B. Simone's defense. And she and he tweeted, B. Simone canceled because she finessed a book and made her way from the bottom. LOL. What major companies y'all cancel for ripping our culture off? He had. OK, so he has a point. But also, he, in another thing, he says, give me a point. Why should she be canceled just because she finessed a little bit? He keeps saying finessed, which is like the funniest way into like gaslighting you into thinking that she didn't plagiarize things word for word. He's refusing, refusing to acknowledge the fact that like things are word for word from blogs into the book. Right. But I think the funniest thing about this is that it's fully, this is manifestation. 
this is how this is the manifestation thing she manifested I mean, the book out of thin air she just right. copied it she just right she wanted a book and she got a book she said i really mm. want to write a book and the the she, she wanted it enough and the book appeared she, the book appeared <laughs> made up of pieces from the other book that's how manifestation works she was also in the news last week or late last week because she was telling this Nick is her Cannon, second controversy this is of her the second controversy this is her second controversy in like seven days she manifests drama too <laughs> she manifests drama and she said she was on a you can I'll, i put the link to the click in here to the to the clip in here but she was talking to nick cannon about how she doesn't want to date anyone to be fair what she is saying sort of makes sense but everyone was being mean to her about it mm-hmm. also in a time when like unemployment is high like chill out She's saying that she doesn't want to date anyone who works a nine to five because as an entrepreneur, her schedule is all over the place. So she can't deal with someone who has a strict schedule. That makes sense. But Nick Cannon like cannot deal with it. And she tries to explain it away. And everyone says, you don't want somebody with an honest job. It's like, no, she just wants somebody she can spend time with because she has a crazy schedule. They can't have, they have to have a similar schedule to her. That's not crazy. Mm. Tall, older, 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 he can't have a nine to five. What? Why not? <laughs> you don't want him to have an honest job? I mean, he could be a, a hustling entrepreneur. So you I want him to be a he... you want CEO status? Yes. Okay, he can't he can't so like, he can't, he can't like, clock, like, in clock in and clock out. No. No. <laughs> Damn, be some more. I think entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs. Okay, but still, there's there's people who have really good jobs with vocational skills. If if he's a mechanic, I'm, I'm sure. But no, you're not gonna understand my lifestyle. You're not gonna understand why I'm up at three a.m. Oh, damn, you're making this you, hard for me. Okay, all right. You all right. know, he has to be an entrepreneur, a business owner. I want to be famous. Next up, from Australia to America, Jay Manuel. Oh, I love this story. I Jay love Manuel, this story. We know him as the. Uh, the heart. The guy, the guy from America's Next Top Model. The heart of America's Next Top Model. Oh, Tyra was the brains. Oh, Jay okay. was the heart, I would say. What about Miss J? Miss Miss J was the soul. The legs. Remember Miss J? Yeah, because Miss J was the legs or the soul. I think Jay was always a little kinder. Jay was a yes. Jay was sort of the emotional yes. center of that show. That's Miss true, because looking back, Tyra was a hard ass. For how many things Tyra's reinvented and done and all this, I do think we have to give Tyra credit because Tyra will take the most absurd ideas and actually like do them and they become mm-hmm. a thing. Like even and like this was what, her peak. I mean, yeah, like America's Next Top Model. And the whole story is that like, you know, nobody wanted this show. It was but it, it literally changed. It became this huge thing. Right. It went on for yeah. so many seasons and cycles. Cycles. Well, sorry, and fully defined your career and totally changed like competition reality TV. Anyways, Jay Manuel has recently written a book. And what's really funny to me is that Tyra also wrote a fiction book called Model Land, which was about like models and becoming superheroes. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And uh, so Jay wrote a book. I guess like fictionalizing your life is like a thing. It is. I don't know why I'm saying I guess. I know it is. Mm-hmm. And so Jay wrote his book and it is a fiction book that is very lightly based on his life. No, it's fully based on his life. Yeah. Uh, and it's called The the Wig, The Bitch, and The Meltdown. You're and the one who read it. <laughs> I didn't. I read excerpts. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't buy it and read the whole thing. This was only. I did not have enough time. But it is about a supermodel named Keisha Cash. Just what's really funny is Tyra's like, this is exactly like my life. And he's like, it's not. But let me read you the description. Because <laughs> like it is like, hold on, let's see. 
No, no, I made it up. The wig, the bitch, and the meltdown is a satirical look at behind the scenes of the fictional reality model competition show Model Muse and global phenomenon seen through the eyes of our moral compass narrator, Pablo Michaels. Sorry. The heart of the production is the helter-skelter world of Model Muse. We see behind the scenes and the backstage shenanigans of fashion reality TV world. As, quote, the fixer, Pablo is the man everyone turns to in a crisis. Struggling to hold the fledgling production together, he juggles his duties to his, quote, BFF, the ruthless and vulnerable anti-hero Keisha Cash, his supermodel mm. boss, and to his soul. So it's an America's, no- it's America's Next Top Model meets Michael Clayton. I get it. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. You know, when the cameras were on, we'd talk, but when they were off, I had no communication was allowed. It was uncomfortable. So apparently Ty was pissed, like so, so pissed that he wrote this book that is essentially like copy paste of his life and a lot about her. And you know what? I have to argue I would be pissed too. Hey, it's his life. It's his life too. She doesn't, it's 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 his life too. And I think that's the big, that's the annoying thing about this. Like I can understand why she might be pissed, but like. Right. She's claiming ownership over his experiences just because she happened to experience them with him. Mm-hmm. And that's unfair. Like, Jay was a huge... Jay was like... You know, I don't just do makeup. I'll pull clothes for people. I'll art direct shoots. Then, you know me, I'll change the light on a set. I'll do yes. everything. So I feel like it's managing, managing the, aesthetic. the aesthetic. Or in other words, thing. taking care of everything. Exactly. The thing about that show is like, yeah, Tyra was the star, but I would have stopped watching. I mean, I only watched for maybe the first like five, six, seven cycles. And then I like completely fell off. But those first cycles, like if in cycle four jay left or miss jay left i wouldn't have watched anymore they were all equally important like of course you need remember tyra when but rita like, hosted america's Next Top model <laughs> yeah yeah well actually i barely remember that was that. like the but dark it's like times. tyra <laughs> tyra would like to consider herself like the the only person who matters in that show but i don't think she understands like Wait, that she, those other people yeah. were as were, were were big like whenever well, they don't brought in forget, Benny, like, what's his face niles niles the photographer too he was also nigel barker part. nigel noted fashion photographer niles barker <laughs> is it nigel i think it's nile nigel nice. yeah nigel, nigel barker nigel so barker. this book is just so funny because it really is a copy paste job and yes he obviously is welcome to his own life stories but to, to call it fiction and then it's like essentially the the same thing is very funny to me and That's celebrities really do funny. this all the time the the advanced praise you found is absolutely amazing well we have quote jay has a singular voice which manages to be indulgent and gossipy while still incredibly sharp and smart that is from vanessa williams amazing obviously and then I clutched my pearls through this page, turning read that's laugh out loud funny. She's a kiki, darling. It's equally heartbreaking, suspenseful, and always fast paced. The category is legendary. Billy Porter. <laughs> I love the category. <laughs> In a the category book. is legendary. And then I, of course, I didn't read the book, but I did get some excerpts from Amazon, which I think pretty much say it all. Like, I don't, I didn't think when I saw these, I was like, I get it. You know, like, I've, I've got mm-hmm. it. Bobby, should we read? Should we read one of these? Like, like we go back and forth the or something like that, that. The fact that she called that he calls Victoria's Secret Veronica's privates is so funny. Which of these blurbs do you think we should read? The first, the well, first, the second, funny or the third. One where when they're like about to launch a show, it, he says, "How exactly is this any different from America's Next Top Model or The Face?" And it's like, what? <laughs> you this exists hey, in the what? This exists in the same universe. <laughs> what (laughs) wait that's so funny and then you're like okay wait but if this existed in the same universe as America's Next Top Model that means they wouldn't pick up this show because it is the same show like it is the exact Mm -hmm. same show because it's a fictionalized version of the show anyways it's very confusing it's very very confusing let's read this let's read the second one about the ice cream um 
scoring the top of the ice cream until she had a mound on her spoon, she began to lick it like an icicle pop. I've been feeling really low ever since Veronica's privates made a big deal about bringing me into model plus sizes, she confided. And when Core started in on me tonight, I just wanted to die. You have no idea how hard it is on how hard it is to be me. Pablo nodded emphatically. When you came along and told those skinny bitches off, she bit into her ice cream. You made me feel so much better about myself. How could you feel anything but? You're wonderful and... I'm actually very insecure. You're an icon! Keisha stared into the ice cream carton. Seriously, seriously, come on. Pablo flicked her spoon, trying to get a reaction. I'm not joking around. Why are you looking all sad? Keisha paused, sucking on her ice cream. I was bullied by my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, time. Okay, Jay. I know. Um... You know what? He finished a book. That is amazing. No, I know. It's true. More than than any of us could say. I I bet Tyra paid someone to write Model Land, and I bet Jay wrote this book mostly himself. Well, I was like trying to remember. I was like, is I was like, I know Tyra wrote a book. Is it the same idea? But no, Tyra's book is like fully out out the door. Like Tyra's book is out of control. Tyra's book is literally about like superhero models in a place called Model (laughs) Land where everybody's like a model or something. The name of the book is Model Land. I was driving down the FDR and the idea of a book series came to my mind. I get asked, supermodel, what does that mean? You guys have superpowers? And I said, you know what, yeah. So I jot it down. Modeling boarding school. Maybe supermodels do have superpowers. So maybe I should do this book in fantasy land, in adventure and have magic like these journalists used to joke about. And then that's how Model Land came to be. Um, well, also, I don't think we talked about it at the time, but a few months ago, Jay Manuel was like fully l- complaining about Tyra Banks. Like he was making headlines by complaining about his well, time working on America's Next Well, because Tyra was a topic of conversation because there were all those clips floating around of her being terrible on the show and people being like, oh yeah, Tyra, like this show was problematic as fuck. Here are some reasons why. Mm-hmm. And she had that tweet where she was like, I'm sorry. kind, You know, she was kind of like, oops, you know, in a way. And the other, the other funny thing about this is that apparently the reason why they think Tyra's really mad about this, she's like calling everyone being like, don't support this book, is because Jay Manuel and Miss Jay had like an Instagram live interview show, I guess, up until mm-hmm. like throughout the quarantine. And I guess they haven't had one since because apparently, quote, all of a sudden Jay received a call that Miss Jay can't do the chats. He pulled out without an explanation and hasn't returned calls. They have a close relationship. And now all of a sudden he disappeared. So people were thinking mm-hmm. Tyra got to Miss Jay. Yeah. And also there was the thing about whenever she made one of the white models put on blackface, like made, suggested, made it part of the show that she put on blackface, the white model did it. And Jay talked about that. He was like, "That I was creative director, but that wasn't my idea. That wasn't my idea. That wasn't my idea. I was so uncomfortable with it. That wasn't my idea. Well, that was like, wasn't that like a challenge that was like, change races? And everybody was like, ugh. Any episode, like pick any season of that show. And like, there's going to be a challenge that is questionable at best. I want to be famous. Hey, Weekly. Um... Help me out, please. Um, I'm reading this People.com article about Ellie Goulding. And she's talking about, I guess, like announcing that she's pregnant. Um, that's not it, though. Um, People says that, like, so she not only dropped her fourth studio album, Brightest Blue, in July 2020, she'll also be releasing her fitness guide, Calmer, Fitter, Stronger, in September. Is Ellie Goulding, like, a fitness lady 
Have a good day. I think he called back and he was like, sorry, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Everyone's a fitness lady in 2021. I just, Anyone can become a fitness lady. Yeah, but Ellie Goulding is especially obtuse. I mean, she truly <laughs> is an enigma. Think about it. She is. There's a really funny profile of her in the Telegraph from last week. And everyone, people, Us Weekly, they all said the same thing. It's like, find out why Ellie Goulding waited 30 weeks to reveal her pregnancy. And the answer is... I needed time to get my head around it. Last year, I released an album, and I'd finished writing a book. And the book is what this caller is called, talking about. It's a fitness guide, and it comes out this fall, and it's called Calmer, Fitter, Stronger. She doesn't explain what this book really is about in the profile, but I've seen the cover. Like, you can get the idea. It reminds me of that Kate Hudson book, Pretty Happy. It also reminds me of the Khloe Kardashian, uh, Stronger, the Khloe Kardashian book that was, like, Stronger, Healthier, whatever. Healthy, Fitter, Stronger, Health. Strong looks better naked? Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is like... Because strong looks better naked. That's what I always say. Whatever. Ellie Goulding is interesting because she obviously has gone through like a fitness thing over the past few years. I think it's been written about so many times. And clearly, when you become obsessed with like that lifestyle, you're like, oh, I'm the expert now. So clearly, mm-hmm. it's like just another opportunity to be like, oh, I'm the expert now. I'm going to release a book. Or an app, mm-hmm. or a thing, or whatever. It's just fair. I feel like it's an extension of the wine conversation. Like it's just another, and and the just alcohol in general. It's just another way in. This is yeah. just another avenue that has been proven lucrative for these celebrities. Release a book that's vaguely about wellness and fitness, and it will sell. Wasn't Ellie Goulding also in tabloids for being like? Uh, when I was pregnant, I like chatted with like Princess Eugenie and like Katy Perry. Like those are my yes, like chat all of friends. this came from the same profile. Oh, okay. And she says she was talking about pregnancy and it's like she understands why pregnant women love talking to other pregnant women finally because there are certain questions that only other pregnant women can answer. And fortunately, she has great friends who have been pregnant in the past and those great friends are Princess Eugenie and Katie Brackets Perry in this profile I love. Brackets Perry. Katie Brackets Perry has been great too. And my manager has gone through pregnancy with me along with both our families and friends, blah, blah, blah. It brings everyone closer together. She's just quite, quite boring. And never forget she married an extremely, extremely, extremely rich Oh, you mean Casper Jopling? Casper Jopling, who is a, there's a part in the profile where she goes, once her baby is born, there will only be a matter of months before she goes on tour in October. We were talking about Ariana Grande not being able to tour in fall 2021. Ellie Goulding can. Right. Although no actual well, also plans. Also because, because her album did like pretty well. She had yeah, some, the last like, one. some hits off of it. Yeah. Although no actual plans have been made, the idea is, she says, quote, the baby will come too. Women make it work. I'm sure I can make it work. The cool. team around me is all female, which massively helps. Casper is going to be freelancing from home for the first few months. It will just be us and the baby and we'll take he everything as it comes. He better be. I didn't marry a fucking rich ass freelance art person who is not going to be home. I love calling your rich socialite family money husband uh, an at-home freelancer. <laughs> Isn't he like an art He's an art, consultant. an art consultant. He's an art Consultant. That's a perfect job for a stay-at-home dad. I Mm -hmm. absolutely love and support it. We have to stand. The last night we were texting about Ellie Goulding and Bobby was like, I was sure she was some sort of weird nepotism, but turns out she's not. We have to stand. I know. I was like, I always assume. What's the opposite of the nepotism siren? We have to play it. She she comes (laughs) off as very 
privileged in a very like entertainment way like someone in a taylor swift way where it's like from an early age people were like you're gonna become famous and i'm gonna do whatever i can to help you become famous but that couldn't be further from the truth and i did not know that about her and i love i don't know that i necessarily stan her but it was definitely surprising she gives off nepotism energy and it's not again not to be rude but i don't really think it's that she's not a stanable person i don't like Standing Ellie Goulding, it would be maybe a little bit hard. There's not as lot yeah. a lot of stuff to go with here. I guess you would stand her music, but standing versus fanning, we're talking about. There's a thick line there, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even there are thin lines between various types of fannings. I mean, just look at Ellen Dakota. The <laughs> thing that I love about Ellie Goulding uh-huh. is that one of the reasons that I think we can call her a who is that she's such a uh, to use the word chameleon like Rita Ora. I think she's you know we use phrases like. Oh, she's an actor's actor. She's a she's an artist's musician or whatever. She's a musician's musician. I think she's a producer's musician. I do find her unrecognizable. She's unrecognizable in terms of face and aesthetic. I think that producers like working with her because she's down to do anything. But I also think it's because you're what you're trying to say is she's made lots of different types of music. I think yes. she literally has been the voice, especially during like the the short-lived EDM period where like we were we had all these celebrity producers essentially putting out albums she because didn't she also didn't she also date what's his face Calvin Harris didn't she date Calvin Harris Ellie Goulding they were rumored to be to have been dating but okay, it was never well, whatever so but I think people assume they were because they were seen out and about a lot together but they also worked on a lot of songs together she was bait for that type of producer because she was a perfect chameleon type artist for mm-hmm. them but yeah you're mm-hmm. right and now here she is, but that's why she's doing it. Like, what celebrity isn't releasing a fitness book? They're going to sell. I don't want my fitness advice from Ellie Goulding, but I wish her luck. I want to be famous. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making, this this happens to Bobby all the time, the specialty cocktail that Josh is making, we're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be su- there's no substitutes we have to go yeah. to the liquor store but we don't we have, have time. to get this particular vermouth or amaro but we can't leave because the oven's on what are you gonna do what's the solution what would you do doordash because i know that i can get local restaurants local stores local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time if you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app, they get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep on say? other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good 
that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique. And I mean everybody. Two words. Because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I don't know about you, but I got the shoppies, and I'm ready to <laughs> shop. Shoppies. Thank God it's Rakuten's Big Give Week. You get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ulta, Adidas, Doc Martin, Ray-Ban. I'm just naming the ones that I like, the, the brands that I like. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During the Big Give Week, May 6th through May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I just actually got some cash back. It's incredible. Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account, or they can send you a check. They have 15 million members who are already saving. So join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. I want to be famous. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. First time caller, long time listener. I just had to tell you guys about this event that my friend and I went to over the weekend. It was a Romblo book tour for a book that came out in 2011. He basically just retold stories from this book that is not new. Um, definitely entertaining, um, interesting crowd there, but, um, during the show, we noticed that Fred Savage was a couple rows behind us, and some some girls had asked a question about that show, The Grinder, that they are both on, that got canceled, and Rob like kind of called them out in the crowd, and so he like stood up and then went on stage for like five seconds and went back in the crowd. It was very weird because he was like behind us and we didn't even have that great of a great seat and then what was weirder is a little bit later david foster was a couple rows behind fred savage and it appeared that they both didn't know that each other were, like were setting by each other and uh, i took this picture it's pretty blurry but fred savage was turning around taking a picture of david foster it was very bizarre, um, and yeah, I don't know like why they were both there, like not in a VIP section, and just it's also in the middle of New Jersey too, so they kind of did like a little bit of a trek there. So um, that's all. I just thought it was interesting. Um, there's a little triangle of people: Fred Savage taking a photo, David Foster. 
at a Rob Lowe uh, event. So um, thanks. Love you guys. Good fun, Bella Thorne. Bye. Wow. <sighs> There's so much to unpack here, and yet I don't even really want to try. I don't really want to either, but it's also like she's wondering, like, what was David Foster doing there? What was Fred Savage doing there? It's like, caller, what are you doing there? Uh, oh no my- offense, but it's like, what? Like you said, the book came out four years ago. So, number one, why is he doing a book signing or book event? But also, <laughs> how'd you get there? Why is anyone going to it? How did you find out about this? Like, did you see an ad on Facebook? Did you see a flyer on a telephone pole? Like, what gets you to a Rob Lowe book event in New Jersey four years after publication? I know. This was like one of those things where like, it's a great call. It's a great story, but like completely like r- ruins the caller's integrity. Anyway, so the sto- so the event, I found it on NewJersey.com. No! Rob Lowe invites his friends to a night of stories at Mayo Pack. What? So his 2011 memoir, this was about his, the seven-year-old memoir. It's no, really we're talking old. behind the scenes stuff. It's not even the 2014 book. Oh, no, uh, it's so not it's stories I've told my show. friends. It is stories I told my friends, but he released another one in 2014 called Love Life. So this is based on his 2011 memoir. So it's not really a book signing. It's a live event based on the book. So You still went. He says that it carries the same title as his book, but offers new insights. So I guess it's sort of like an new addendum. New insights? It's an addendum, but in live form. Wait, you're telling me new insights from Wablo? It's like, listen, it's like if we did if we did a weekly who's there, but used calls that we didn't play on the show. We, well, we but could. But it was live. We very much could. But do, it was live. Okay. No, new I know. Insights. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, um, yeah. We could do that. So he was just telling story. Okay, so caller, I take back my disrespect. So also, caller, you paid $50 for this? Damn. <laughs> Oh my god. The tickets were forty nine to one hundred and seventy five dollars. Color. Color. Stop. We have a friend who's really obsessed with Rob Lowe and he read his books stories I tell my friends and his favorite thing is that every Rob Lowe story starts with him meeting like a waiter in Cannes like trying to get by and then it turns out it's Brad Pitt. Um also if you go to this Amazon, customers who bought this item also bought Candace Bergen, A Fine Romance. Mm. <laughs> so that happened by John Cryer <laughs> and Dancing with Myself by Billy Idol. Great honestly. Great book club. Right Not there. a bad library. But that's so, there's nothing I mean, else what to do you think was actually happening here? I don't really know what I'm just like, what do we think happened here? I think that David Foster and Fred Savage are both independently Rob Lowe fans. They went they went to the same event and they were like, LOL, look another famous person, and then they were texting that photo to another friend what? who was like, LOL, look who I saw. Okay, I guess. I don't just I don't think Fred Savage knows or cares who David Foster is. And I No, don't but think... David Foster was the one who was taking the photo of Fred oh, Savage. Oh, he cares who Fred Savage is. So sure. David Foster sent Kath McPhee the photo of Fred Savage <gasps> and said, LOL, look, it's Fred and Savage. And Kath McPhee said, who is that? <laughs> yes. She said, hello, my gay boyfriend. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> okay. Hi, my gay boyfriends. Okay. How long have you been to me? A long time, long time. I called up like a couple months ago about Gillian Flynn, Jillian Flynn. I'm not sure which one it is. I think I might have called the VIP line, but I just asked him where she was. Um, well, according to Twitter, I think I figured out what she was doing. Um, she posted, there are still tickets available to join me on the Avalon Waterways Gone Girl Cruise this September 15th through 22nd. I'm sorry, what? How would that even work? I think this is just like incredibly hooey behavior, a themed cruise. Like I, I see how that could be appealing for some authors and some books, but Gone Girl. Like, what if married couples go on this cruise? I don't know. Anyway, I've just been baffled by this. 
I needed to vent somewhere, so sorry. Um, crunch, crunch, me inside. Bye. Is this who we behavior or them we behavior? And is Gillian Flynn a them or a who? Gillian Flynn, I think, is a them of like authors at this point. Mm-hmm. I do think that she's up there, but I don't think that she's quite a them like beyond that necessarily. Yeah. But Gone Girl is a book is a them for sure. Absolutely. Do you know that it's One the, the 10 year anniversary of the book Gone Girl? Oh. This year is the 10 years. I have a soft spot for Gillian Flynn because before she wrote Gone Girl and all of her other books, she worked at Entertainment Weekly. She was just like a regular entertainment writer like us. Yeah, she wrote it like at night. Yeah, she kind of just like did it. And it's just, I just find her very imp- impressive because of that. Did you also know they release a 10th anniversary edition of Gone Girl with like extra content? I didn't know this until you or Timmy put this in the doc. It's not, is it out already? This 10th yeah. anniversary edition? I gotta read that. I kind of want to read it. I know. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to read too. That's so interesting. She teased a sequel too. Well, she that's what I was going to say. In the press for the 10 years, she said she'd be surprised if I didn't write a sequel. I'm like, write the sequel. She wants to write about their kid. Their kid would be 16. So it's like, oh, their kid. Gone daughter. Oh my God, gone girly. Oh, gone girly. You know their daughter's going to be a total freak, obviously. Like, that's not surprising. That girly's right? gone. Also weird that on the 10th, Okay, wow. I mean, this is not weird, but on the 10th anniversary of the release of the book Gone Girl, Ben Affleck got married to J-Lo. God, that is really funny. That is kind of funny. In a way, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you know, it could be. In a way. It could make more sense, but it is funny. Michael Crichton, I think, I, I think I'm remembering this correctly, or at least mostly correctly. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton, after Jurassic Park was a hit, they were like, we have to make a sequel. Can you write a sequel, please? And so he wrote the sequel to Jurassic Park because of the movie. Like, he wasn't going to write the sequel. And because the movie was such a hit, they were like, L- if you write the sequel, give oh, us the story, that's... then we can make the movie. They should do that with Gone Girl. Like, no, I mean, start t- from the I movie mean, totally. and then work backwards. I think they would definitely do the sequel to the movie if there was a good sequel book. If it like was, ended up being a good book, for sure. To be fair, Gillian Flynn has been writing a similar book for a long time. So she has kind good. of sequelized the idea. They're all good. Mm-hmm. And she sold each one. And each one has been turned into something. And Sharp credit, Objects, you know, I still think, and I don't say this lightly, quite underrated. Sharp Objects is amazing. And I don't think that it was really given enough credit for being amazing. Um, okay, so what's the deal with this cruise? You this can cruise, go on a river cruise on the that Danube, is organized Danube River. By the Avalon Waterways Storyteller Series. God, they'll just like, they'll just make any cruise, any purpose. Yeah, they're river cruises. You go on this cruise with Gillian Flynn. For eight days. And it's called the Gone Girl Cruise, which is confusing to me because it doesn't seem to be Gone Girl themed other than the fact that Gillian's going to be there, you know? Exactly. Like, it's not in the Midwest, you know? (laughs) Like, it's not anywhere where Gone Girl is set. She tweeted, I should add that I will be selecting both by raffle and by means and opportunity a special passenger to murder. I mean, I think she's joking. But if you go on the Gone Girl Cruise, you could be killed by Gillian Flynn (laughs) as a bonus. If you go on the Gone Girl Cruise and get killed by Gillian Flynn, you can't complain. Your family cannot complain. No. You should and have known this. And your body will be dumped in the river. Like, it's not a problem. <laughs> it won't and be a problem. And she will get away with it, even though she admitted it on Twitter. Like, are you kidding me? I do feel like anytime there's, like, enough people on a boat, somebody's going overboard, you know? <laughs> All right. So this cruise, and it's also, it's not like a cruise ship. It's kind of like a cruise 
boat. A big you know, boat. It's, small. it's going it's for from a river. Budapest yeah. to Dugendorf. Mm-hmm. I, this is a crazy. And Gillian Flynn is there, and apparently it's just essentially like a tourist thing where Gillian Flynn also is there. Yes, they would be doing this route anyway, right? They're they're like retconning Gillian Flynn into it. Well, they said, to hear her twisted narratives while you wind and bend your way through craggy cliffs, terraced vineyards, and culture witch villages from Budapest to Vienna and beyond, discovering old world and new ways. It's a killer opportunity to spend a week on a sailing sweet ship with the killer queen. Okay, you get to meet her, you get to like see her around i guess i bet she's gonna tell read stories maybe she's gonna be going on some of the because like the cruise ship stops and then you do like a touristy thing i'm sure she's gonna go on some of them yeah you can either you can sample beer made by trappist monks and explore their abbey gardens take a hike to count dracula's prison tower or tour a concentration camp i gotta say of all those options i feel like uh, one of them sticks out a little (laughs) I cannot believe the sentence literally goes to sample cheese and beer and slash or go to a concentration camp with Gillian Flynn. Well, it is. A, those are tourists. People do go there. Yeah. It, people go there. Freaks me out, but people go there. It's freaky to begin with. It's freakier to know that Gillian Flynn is going to be there with you, you know, like observing it. I know. I know. Can you imagine like turning the corner and there she is and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> like you're kind of like in this state of like profound sadness and mourning and then like there's Gillian Flynn being like we gotta get back on the boat in about 10 <laughs> and you're like oh <laughs> we should do a river qu- a, qu- a river cruise but it should go down the Gowanus and we'll stop at like the ice cream store and like <laughs> this is where the dolphin died <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, 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 it'll, there's it the bell house long. we we'll do just, shows there sometimes it'll be, yeah it'll, we'll end with a show at the bell house like that'll be the grand finale but you'll have to be on this boat in the weird Gowanus for a while and then I'm like do you all know what a super fun side is we're all developing cancer right now. <laughs> They're cleaning it. They're cleaning it. They're cleaning it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, They're cleaning, cleaning a lot the of places. They're cleaning Newtown Creek as well. You know, the dolphins are back. So here's my, here's my thing. This storyteller series that Avalon Cruises is doing, three famous writers are doing it this year. I'm about to reveal the other okay. two. Lindsay, do you know who they are? The other two? Have you looked this up? I didn't put it in no, the No, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. Is it like a... Is it like a game or just you're uh, it's not a me? game? It's not a game, but I think that based on the fact that two other famous women writers, like best-selling women writers, have done or are doing, I think one of them happened in the spring. The other one is happening later in the fall, because one of the sites still works, one of the sites doesn't, and it got a little bit of attention, like in February. I think that Gillian is the demiest of these three women because this is the first I heard of this storyteller series, and it kind of is right up our alley. The other two women, can you name successful 50-year-old-plus authors? Like, pretty significant in popular culture. Give me a genre. Uh, memoir, nonfiction. Two famous women memoir? authors who write about themselves very famously. One of the women wrote a memoir that turned into a very, very oh, successful uh, movie. Reese Witherspoon's girly. There you go. What's her name? She says it over and over again. <laughs> I don't know. Cheryl Strait. I don't know. Um, Cheryl Strait is one of them. That's a good one for this. Because I feel like more people more people are obsessed with Cheryl and her life than Gillian. Because Gillian writes fiction and Cheryl writes non. Okay? And also Cheryl Strait is known as like, you know, she got famous for a book about like, like wandering in order to find herself. So there is sort of like, I can see the relationship with this cruise ship also isn't she dear sugar people have been reading yeah, her for a hundred yeah. years and people are obsessed with her advice and counsel yeah mm-hmm. very different than gillian her cruise is the same route it's on the danube from budapest to degendorf okay 
Wait, so they have to re, they have to like redo like it. Her cruise is like this, it's like the same theme, but it's just like not about like the killer queen or whatever. It's about <laughs> it's the not like about murder, but it's whatever. the same stops. Yeah. So it's like they had to make it like, we're going to stop at a concentration camp. You know, like it's a different vibe. Not like we're going to stop at a concentration camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a difference between like a voice Jane Lynch would respect and a voice Jane Lynch would not respect. Okay. (laughs) So the third one, the third one, famous woman known for a memoir (sighs) that got turned into a famous television show. We've seen her in person. What? We've seen her in person? Uh, we've seen her in person. Famous television show. Su- Susan? No. Orlean? Oh. Well, that wasn't a television show. You, you might get lost in the lipstick jungle. Oh, wait. Candace Bushnell is doing a cruise? Hers was in France. Hers went from Paris to like the oh, coast. Well, okay, but that's Seine. glamour. So, so that's like, take a glamorous river cruise with yes. the one and only sex in the city queen herself. She would definitely fuck people aboard. So it like, <laughs> if you're a sexy single, like get on that cruise. Oh, you're getting wasted with Candace Bushnell. If you're on a cruise with Candace Bushnell, like you're partying. <laughs> you're partying. Yeah, she's like there to hook up. Like she will hook up with you. Oh my God, amazing. So go- I uh, love that. Gillian, all of these cruises get like a cute little subtitle on the Avalon Waterways website. Gillian's is yeah. simply Gone Girl. <laughs> Cheryl Straits yeah. is wild and whimsy on the water. Okay. Keep in mind it's the same route. <laughs> That's funny. See if you can guess P- Candace's. It starts and ends in Paris. Sex on the river. Sex and the city, blank, blank. Think about it. Paris. Parisian adventure. Paris. Paris Sex adventure. Sex and the city, blank, blank. French f- flirting, flirtation, French, French. Sex kiss. in the city of blank. Come on. The city of... I don't know. Paris is of the city light, of... Of love? Of love? Lights? Lights. I don't know. Sex in the city of lights. Calling all Carrie's, Samantha's, Charlotte's, and Miranda's. You're invited to sail the Seine River from Paris to La Havre with this stylish storyteller, Candace Bushnell. To get commentary on the lipstick jungle, to understand the rules of being a girl, and answer questions like, is there still sex in the city while falling in love with storybook scenery on this sweet ship sailing through France? I mean, a half to say out of the three of these cruises candace is definitely performing her one woman show on that cruise and oh, i would say that's the best deal because you get like this amazing show that she did and you get to be like on cruising down the river in paris the rest mm-hmm. of these women i don't know what the, i don't know what they can provide for me yeah also i think it is hooey to do this by the way it's hooey to do this <laughs> you can you change your mind once candace got involved no i think they're all thems in their way uh, I think they're like kind of like broad this. who's. I think that in their niches, they are thems. They have very dedicated, understandable fan bases. It is who we do this as it is who we to like be the Jonas Brothers on like a crew, a nostalgic like pop pop star crew. You know, like on to be. I don't think the Jonas Brothers to be like Hanson on like a '90s revival cruise or whatever. Like it's the same journey. Yeah, and to be on a cruise is to be approachable. You know, and like them sort of lack this kind of approachability. Like there's something tactile about Gillian Flynn being on the cruise with you that like, you know, a them wouldn't be this willing to be among the people, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's my argument. How to be famous? We I'm have sorry. more relationship news, which is about Elizabeth Gilbert. She's dating some dude. Um, <laughs> why are we so fascinated by Elizabeth Gilbert. She makes her shit so dramatic and interesting. That's on her. And, I mean, that's why she's a that's why she's a best-selling author and the uh source behind Eat Pray Love, which is actually a good movie, you know? And a good book. The book, who cares? I liked the it. The book, I I sort of like I 
movie's I good. I can't get behind the book, but I I like the movie. Movie's good. Like because the the thing about the thing about the book is that like I'm not going to try to be inspired by your story of like asking like getting money from your agent of or your publisher to go on a trip around the world and then write about it. But when it's a fictional movie about with Julia Roberts and like Right. Javier Bardem, hell yeah, I'm into it. It's a very it's time like a fake and place. Thing. It really defines a time and place for journalism yeah. and book writing, but that's fine. You want to go away for a year? I used to have this appetite for my life, and it is just gone. I want to go someplace where I can marvel at something. It's incredible. Um, but she, we've talked about her in the past, uh, most recently, I think, because she sort of like came out as bisexual or pansexual i'm not exactly sure but point is she came out as not straight and she started dating her friend raya this woman who was this like this academic intellectual i don't know she was also a writer it was she was just like, like a double whammy because she's like i'm i'm bisexual or whatever i'm i'm also dating this woman and she's also dying of cancer it was like a and she's truly dying of cancer. It was, dramatic and it was this very sweet story, story. They were like in love, then she died, and like there was this like very heartfelt moment after her death that was like sad, whatever. Now she's dating this new guy, and in true Elizabeth Gilbert fashion, has revealed it in the most dramatic way possible. I mean, like, she's she's like the she's an incredible storyteller. I mean, every <laughs> every piece of this is like very dramatic. Um, hold on, just read I the caption. Get, I want to get the full caption because I only put in part of it. I want to get the full. Here we go. The full caption. So she she reveals it on Instagram. She's and such it's a this, good writer. It's like you it's understand. This, it's this. She really is, though. I know. Um, I'm not lying. She posts this selfie with this guy, and they're like on each other and cuddling, and they're both smiling. And it says, "Dear ones, it's a beautiful spring day in my corner of the world. Life is everywhere, bursting forth with a sense of rebirth and renewal. And this seems like as good a moment as any to tell you that I am in love. Please meet my sweetheart, Mr. Simon MacArthur." He's a photographer from the UK, a beautiful man who has been a friend of mine for years. Even more touchingly, Simon was a beloved friend of Raya's for decades. They lived together in London over 30 years ago, and they adored each other forever, like forever like siblings. This, as you can imagine, means the world to me. Of late, Simon and I have found our way into each other's arms, and now here we are, and his heart has been such a warm place for me to land. I share this news publicly despite the fact that our love story is so new and young and tender, for a few reasons. For one thing, I just wanted to say, if you see me walking around with a tall, handsome man on my arm, don't be bugging. I would. Just, no, 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 Why no, would God, I sorry. see you? What are you talking about? Yeah, who are the people who are seeing me walking like, around? Like, wait, is that like Lizzie? Me walking is that around Lizzie New Gilbert Jersey with a man? Text Lindsay. I was walking around New Jersey, and I think I saw Elizabeth Gilbert with some handsome man on her arm, and I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Um, I'm anyway. Bugging. Just know that your girl is happy and following her heart. But also this. I will always share anything personal about my knife. We know, Elizabeth, that gives you money. It's literally your living. If it could help someone else feel more normal about their life. So, dot, dot, dot. If you have lost a loved one to death and you thought you'd never love again, but you are feeling the pull of attraction towards someone new and you're not sure if that's okay, let me normalize it for you. Let me say it's okay. Your heart is a giant cathedral. Oh my God, that's so Gilbertian. Let it open. Let it love. Do not Uh. let your gorgeous loyalty to to the deceased stop you from experiencing the marvels and terrors of your short, mortal, precious life. It's okay to love and to love. It's okay to live and to love. Or if you are falling in love in middle age and it's terrifying because you feel just as dumb and crazy and excited and insecure as you did at 16, well, let me 
me normalize this for you. It's okay. You will always feel 16 when you are falling in love. Or if you once loved a man, and then you loved a woman, and then oh you God. loved a man, and oh you're God. wondering if that's okay. Well, darling, let me normalize that for you. It's Lizzie! okay. Love who you love. It's all okay. And it's all impossible to control. And it's all an adventure that I would not miss. That's all I wanted to say. Onward and I love you all. Heart LG. Every comment is like, ah, I love you, bitch. Oh, my God. I love you so much. I got to say, Lizzie, can I call you Lizzie? I clearly can because <laughs> you were very open. It's like, Lindsay, if that's your journey, calling her Lizzie, it is okay. Normalize calling say, her she Lizzie. Should save this. She should save this for the book. She just wasted so much. Are you kidding? She copied and pasted gram. it from the book. That's already in the book. <laughs> the book's coming out in like six months. It is incredible that she was like uh, finding. She wants to find new ways to normalize different experiences, and really, like, so she found like a new like kind of uh, situation where she's like, "This is normal too. This is normal too." It's like if you want to adopt a dog and and the, and um replace it with a cat, and if you wanna if you wanna fly a jet and then buy a jet, and like it's like she's. Fi- I know these are all bad. You know what I mean? Like I know what you mean. Like she's like if if you want to walk a tightrope and then buy the tightrope and then start a circus and then join the circus and then take that circus around the round. Like that is normal. That is normal. <laughs> it's just really funny because the behavior is sort of like, in a way, the behavior is sort of like uh, something maybe a Leo or a George Clooney or. Uh, oh, kind I thought of a, you were saying astrology things. A dope it, oh no, but like, like a dopey actor explaining their their love life, being like, "I just I love who I love, like I love in the moment." And you're like, "Get out of here! Shut up! Who cares? You're just horny." But like, because it's Elizabeth Gilbert, it's just like it's so you're beautiful. just wrapped, you're just emotionally overwhelmed, just, and you're like, "Oh, she just feels so much." Like, but her behavior is just so astoundingly like typical. It's yeah. just, well, I just love that it's like it's like me being like, if you want to sleep till eleven, get out of bed, put on some shoes, go to the corner store, buy a buy a Kit Kat bar, come back to your house, go back in bed, eat that Kit Kat bar. You do that. I'm normalizing that for you. And it's like, <laughs> thank you. If you ever find yourself craving the uh, the heavenly layers of wafer and chocolate yeah. inside a Kit Kat bar, you know what? I'm going to normalize that decadence for you. I mean, my heart is. A we're on this. We're on this open. planet. We're on this planet for such a short time. If you want to spend that time eating chocolate, then just spend that time eating chocolate. Oh, it's just like Elizabeth. Elizabeth Gilbert like wakes up, has an orgasm, looks at the sun, has an orgasm. Like it's, <laughs> it's just like, uh, pours coffee, has an orgasm. Like everything well, about life about is like. Oh. Is that her whole life is eat pray love eat pray love is so indicative of her full experience. Yeah, no like, one has a better no one has a better summation of their brand than Elizabeth Gilbert. I wish. You know, she wrote this book mantra essentially and then now lives it in every facet of her of her life. It really honestly, I mean, but and the thing is, I'm inspired by it. I'm inspired by her. Are you kidding? I, mean, I, I look at her and I'm great. like Would you would you like Elizabeth Gilbert's life? Seems like a good one. Was she the one who owned the store? Yes, with her ex. She owned the store the with her ex, and they had store? that big. They had that big. The big elephant. The big in the elephant. Room? Yes, literally the big elephant in the room. <laughs> and they didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> Wait, I should comment like, "Good for you, Lizzie," but like, what happened to the elephant? <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie elephant. Lizzie Gilbert. Oh, what a dream. How much of this famous? So next up, we have this crazy, and I must admit, this is all you because I, I, 
I don't know what to do with this headline. Can I read it or do you want to read it? Well, first of all, I feel like you need to define every word in the headline. So maybe read it and then we'll go through word by word. It is extreme, even by Daily Mail standards. Can I just read it? This is literally six lines. Yeah, do it. Literally six lines. Water for Elephants author faces angry backlash as she sells her hoard of 156 Hatchimals in four days at $6,000 profit. And she says she had no idea money-making scheme would provoke outrage. Back up. In case you don't know what Hatchimals are like the vemiest toy of the year. They're very vemmy. But like, I feel like Hatchimals are just, every year we get a new Furby. Yeah. Like, it's just, new the, Tickle Me Elmo. It's just the new Furby. When will we progress? Oh, you mean specifically like Furby? Yeah. Well, just like oh, yeah. okay, it's a toy that hatches out of it its own egg, which is cool. I'm that's cool. That's which cool. Which is cool. <laughs> it hatches itself out of an egg, which is fine. But can I just say, only happens once. It's not like you can keep hatching it. It only hatches once, and uh-huh. then it just exists. And I guess you like it interacts with you, but it can't go back in the egg. Lindsay, Lindsay, what you're doing is explaining the plot of Passengers. You can hatch out of the hibernation pod, but you can't get back Okay, stop bragging that you've seen Passengers, okay? We don't need that on this podcast. We get it. I will never brag about We get it. You've seen Passengers. Um... Sorry, I just really wanted to work in a passenger's reference. I could so tell. what what is going on? So she wrote Water for Elephants. All I know about that is that it was the Robert Pattinson yes. Reese Witherspoon movie that I never yes. saw. Yes, with Reese Witherspoon. I guess they, they kissed in it, but I never saw it. <laughs> they kissed and it's like a circus and there's an elephant and Robert Pattinson was there and Reese Witherspoon so was the there. So the woman who wrote Water for Elephants, who did not write, I guess, a sequel, Water for More Elephants or More Water for Elephants or Water for Other more Animals. Water for More Elephants. <laughs> She needed to make some cash. She needed to make some money. So she bought like 156, which is great and very specific, Hatchables for $23,000. They even they even say $23,595.31. Do you think she, where did she buy them that the Daily Mail like got the scoop on the price? Anyways. I mean, people. What people? If you're as successful as a water for elephants writer, like you have sources that we commoners I'm don't. I'm sorry, know about. though. Imagine buying twenty three thousand dollars of merchandise. <laughs> no, I'm not done, and only making a six thousand dollar profit. That is pretty crazy. Like I watch Shark Tank, and even I know that's like not worth the effort that you made to get a hundred fifty six boxes of Hatchimals and then send them out to a hundred and fifty six different people. Yeah, the other that's is- true. The other issue with this is that she did it for charity, but, like, people still got mad. <laughs> she, oh, she, she did this for charity? Yeah, like, you could... It's funny, because the headline says nothing, and then literally five bullet points down, it's like, Gruen is using the money to help fund a case of a man serving life in prison, but will not reveal the name or details about him. So she, like, was actually doing it for charity, but then people still were like, how dare you? How dare you sell the Hatchimals, you know? Uh, can we please get a caller who's read or seen the movie Water for Elephants to call in and give us a very succinct description of the book, of the plot, and also what the title means? Because I don't want to Google this. <laughs> Wait, can we go back to this article for a second? Because I just found out a new thing. 
<laughs> what? She bought 156 Hatchimals, and then eBay only let her list a certain amount on the website. So she was like, fuck, I'm stuck with all these Hatchimals. And she, like, <laughs> she, 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 like, had all of these nightmares about not being able to sell the Hatchimals. And she wrote on Facebook, like, please go buy the Hatchimals from her own website. She wrote, I have a fortune invested in only one venue to offload them. In only three weeks, they will transform magically into useless pumpkins that will take up space in my office forever. So she was saying that she had to sell them before they actually hatched. There was like a countdown <laughs> clock on the Hatchimals. Wait, they automatically hatched it? You don't like turn it on? I have no idea. Maybe she meant like on Christmas because then like after Christmas, nobody's going to want these like garbage like toys in eggs. Imagine having like 156 Hatchimals in your in your house and you're just like in despair because they all start hatching and you're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you will drain it. Famous.